Hi, I'm Marco from Flipping in Stones, and I will be your guide for Crystals Talk, a podcast where we will discuss stones and crystals and what they can do for us in our daily lives. So relax, get comfortable, and let the beautiful energy flow. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast topic, where we will be discussing how crystals need to be cleansed, energized, and programmed. Now, we've all been at one point in our lives attracted to crystals, whether we're kids playing around and finding a pretty stone, or as an adult, fascinated by the sparkling gems in jewelry. So, what do we do with crystals? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, before we begin in talking about all these wonderful things that crystals can do for us, I just want to make a disclaimer that um, I only use the crystals as tools. These are great gifts that we get from the earth, and I don't expect when I buy a crystal for my life to completely change just by buying the crystal. No. There are certain things you have to do to the crystal for it to work. Now, yes, you'll notice that there's a change in mood and in your environment, so you will notice right away that the crystal has an energy that is affecting you. But if you want it done the right way, you need to follow these rules that I'm going to be telling you, which is how to cleanse them, how to energize them, and then to program them. So they do exactly what it is that you need them to do for you. So now that we got that out of the way, let's start talking crystals. I got into crystals many, many, many years ago. I'm not going to say how many. (laughs) That's another story. But anyway, um, I was just walking by a store that happened to have crystals in it, and I got drawn in. And I saw all these wonderful stones, and I kept picking up, let's say, an amethyst and a citrine and uh, tectites, and there's so many to talk about, and... I kept picking them up and feeling the energy. I'm like, okay, these are great. Why are you guys calling me? And I bought a few of them, brought them home, and I'm like, okay, now what do I do with you guys? And I think we've all been there. We find these beautiful crystals that called us. And when I say call us, I don't mean they're going, psst, hey, look at me, go by. No. Not at all. What I'm saying is that you're drawn to the energy of the stone, whether it's because it's pretty, it's sparkling, um, but there's a reason behind it why that crystal is attracted, or you are actually attracted to that crystal. And when you go and do a little research, you'll find out that the reason is it is something that you may lacking or something that you're looking to aspire for or that um, you need a little bit more balance so it has the right energy that you need to move on in your life. So that's what I mean about crystals talking, crystals calling you, is that there's an energy that they emit that you are connected to and there's something that you're missing, so that's why you're attracted to the crystal and so forth. So anyway, I went to the store. I was going through a tough time in my life, and so I actually was attracted to quite a few crystals. And I got them. I brought them home. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with you. So I started doing research, and um, over the years, I have met with many, many different people from different cultures that do different ways of cleansing and clearing and programming. I've met with gurus and shamans. 
Um, and the whole thing about that is really you making a connection to the stone. So we're going to go over some techniques that you can do uh, for cleansing and clearing. We're going to go over how to energize your crystal so that they can work the best for you. And we're going to go over how to program your crystal. Now, I like to start all my sessions with a little sound healing, we'll call it. So don't mind. It's just there to help and get everybody centered and cleansed. And actually, this is one of the ways that I do cleanse and clear my space and the crystals that I use in them. And that's all I do is usually hit the singing bowls that I have and get it started to get that energy flow and that happiness and that positivity out there. So several cleansing methods that have been collected over the years that I know that work, and they work wonderfully. Um, whichever one calls you, then I suggest that you that's what you do with your crystals. The most popular I've noticed is using salt water. Now, now I'm going to tell you right now, not all the stones like water. One of my favorite stones is selenite, which is a white, beautiful crystal known as liquid light. And it's an awesome stone to have. If you don't have any collection, I suggest you do get it. Um, it does not like water at all. It doesn't like it. It's uh, soluble. So you have to make sure that, um, you know, which stones can be in water and do not react to salt. Um, most of them don't, so you're pretty much okay out there. So amethyst is good. Your citrines are fine. Uh, most polished stones and crystals are going to be perfectly fine with the salt water. So all you do is get a bowl. And you have some salt water in, in there, a little bit of salt in the tap water or filtered water or whatever kind of water they have available. And you let them soak in there for a while. So that's one way of cleansing them. If you find a stone that so happens doesn't like salt or doesn't like water, but you still want the purifying abilities of the salt, there's a non-contact salt way of doing it. All you do is grab a larger bowl, you put the salt on in there, you put a smaller bowl inside, that's going to contain the crystals that you bought, and the salt is going to still emit its energy to help cleanse the stone. So that's a way of using salt, and it tends to be the most popular in many, many cultures. Salt is a very purifying way of uh, doing things. It's a pure... It's used in ceremonies and things like that. So that's why a lot of people like salt. Um, another way of cleansing, and I do it as well, is smudging. Now, you can smudge a crystal by burning incense or herbs such as sage or lavender or sweet grass. Um, I tend to prefer white sage when, when doing cleansing. And I also prefer uh, one that's called palo santo, which means holy wood. It's actually one of my favorites. Um, so that's what I use when I'm smudging. And all you do is you create the smoke that starts and you lay it, uh, make sure that the crystals are getting in contact with the smoke. And during the whole time, you're putting an energy or a thought to it that you're cleansing and clearing the crystal. Now, you can even use crystals to clear crystals. Uh, my favorite is using selenite, which I called before liquid light. 
Uh, selenite is um, not that expensive to find. Um, the large pieces that you can get, try and get one that has like a flat surface because your idea is to lay your crystals on top and they will be cleansed and cleared with the energy from that stone. And what's nice about the selenite, it itself as a stone does not need cleansing and clearing. It's just pure white energy light. So it's an awesome stone to have in your collection. Um, Another way that I do often, and this is usually the most often that I do, is using the cold tap water from my sink. Yes. So I go and I buy the crystals and I run the water under the tap water. In my hand, I have the crystals. And as the water is running under, I'm thinking positive and cleansing thoughts. Now, not a lot of people like to do that because they can clear it with the water from the ocean or a lake or a river or a stream and all of those wonderful waters will be great for the crystal. Just make sure that if you bring it to this ocean, you have some kind of mesh bag so you don't lose your crystals. And same thing with the river and waterfalls and things like that. All those wonderful running water has a purifying effect and a cleansing effect. So they're great to do, but I don't live near an ocean. And I don't live near a beach or a lake or a river or the stream that I have is really cold. So now I'm not going to be going there. So I get home with a new crystal. It's going under my tap water in the sink. Now it doesn't have to be hot. It doesn't have to be cold, cold. Just run it in the middle right there. Some people like it a little colder, but whatever floats your boat. That's what I usually say. That's what you go for. So you can cleanse it right there easily. Or you can use, like I said, brooks, lakes, rivers, if it's nearby you. Another way is through rainfall after a thunderstorm. Uh, rain is usually very purifying and cleansing, as long as it's not heavy-duty acid rain in the city. But, <laughs> but other than that, it's pretty good. Um, another way that I have done it is using uh, the energy from Reiki or Reiki, whatever you want to call it, and sending and emitting that uh, energy of balance to the crystal so that it gets cleansed and cleared. Um, I have uh, also some friends that are white light users, and what they do is they do intentional breath. So they take a deep breath, they're visualizing beaming white light, and they blow onto the crystal to cleanse and clear crystals. But normally when I buy crystal, I either do one or more of these things. I have a big bowl of Himalayan salt, some of them large chunks. So if I know that the crystal is okay with salt, I'll actually lay them there and let them get cleansed and cleared. Or I'll do some smudging, usually, like I said, with uh, lavender or Palo Santo or um, white sage. And I definitely place them on um, my selenite. I have a big couple of pieces of selenite where I lay the, the new crystals on. So those are usually the ones that I do is the tap water, the selenite, and smudging, and maybe the salt. So those are my most favorite, but whichever one you think works for you, if you're near the ocean, then use that for you. If you're near a waterfall, use that, or a brook, or a lake. Or if it just had a beautiful rain that came down nice and warm and refreshing, use that too. 
if you are studying Reiki or, or like some people call Reiki, then use that energy that you're learning to infuse and to flow and use that to encharge it. So those are just a few ways that I recommend that you use to cleanse the crystals. Now, the reason that we're telling you to cleanse the crystals is um, if you get a crystal from a friend, they may not initially have or an intent to give you any negative energy, but that crystal is no longer working for them. They may have gone through a different situation in their life, so you don't know what the crystal has collected. It may be great energy, positive energy, maybe a friend that you've known for a long time, but you should always cleanse in clear crystals. Just like when you get a crystal from the store. Now, in the store that I have in Flipping Stones, I tend to cleanse and clear my crystals often. But a lot of people are touching the crystals and picking them up and touching the jewelry. So they are initially connecting to that energy of the stone and they may have some things attached to them negative energy negative thoughts so you always want to cleanse and clear your crystals it is a must and i suggest you do that if you want the crystals to work for you then you should do that cleansing now over the years i've always get this question all the time somebody found a crystal and attracted to them it cleansed it it's working for them. And then after a while, they're like, when I first got the crystal, it was great. I could see the change. I could see my mood was getting better. But after a while, it now looks like, eh. Well, the first thing I say is, uh, have you been energizing your crystal? And they look at me like, what do you mean? And I take a deep breath, like I'm doing right now. And I said, listen, just like you eat to get your energy, the crystals who have been working very hard for you need to get their energy back. And there are several ways of doing that. So some of them are very simple, like we've already done for our clearing. What you can do is smudge. Smudging the crystal with incense is a nice way of energizing the crystal. But when you're doing it this time, you're thinking of thoughts of energizing and revitalizing the crystal and you lay it to rest or whether you have a specific place for them or a drawer that you have lined for them but they need to rest um, you can lay them on top of a bed of selenite like i said that's pure white light so it does a great way of cleansing and energizing the stones um you can do the tap water trick that I was telling you about. That also will energize the crystals, but you have to think and use the power of thought to say that that's what you wanted to do, that you wanted to feel it, get its energy back, and you lay it to rest. I also have some large uh, geodes and clusters and amethyst crystals that have an opening and a place for me to put them in. And some of them actually have like a little pyramid inside where I'm able to lay some smaller crystals in but anyway crystal druids beds of crystals geodes and clusters if you have the financial ability to purchase some large ones that is a great way to charge energize I mean and charge your crystals um, so if you're able to do that that's great plus it also adds energy to your workspace or your home, or your bedroom, or wherever it is that your meditation room, wherever it is that you have your uh, 
large crystals, the Druzy or the better crystals or the clusters of crystals. I've known some people to use brown rice. Not cooked brown rice, no, just the regular brown raw rice because it comes from the earth and there's a connection to the earth. And so they'll bury it in a bowl of brown rice for several days. And when you pick it up, you'll notice that the crystal actually has some energy back. And then you can use it again and it can continue working for you as a nice tool. Um, a lot of people also, and in a lot of cultures, use sunlight and moonlight. Now, sunlight is great, uh, but not all crystals, like they don't like water, not all crystals can do the sunlight. Amethyst is a beautiful stone, but please don't put it in the sunlight. It will fade on you. Um, so you have to be careful with some crystals that do not like direct sunlight. Uh, moonlight is okay, and but... How many people remember to go outside on a full moon? <laughs> and also there's a certain um, techniques for certain things when you're energizing or program the crystal that you can use with the moon. And I'll get that to later when we're talking about programming. Um, another way that you just heard recently, and it's also one of the ways that I like to do it as well, is using a singing bowl or a chime or mantras or a gong. Those things also vibrate and create an energizing effect with the crystals. So that is another way. So you don't have to do one way. You can actually use multiple ways. Like I have the bed of selenite and I may use the singing bowls. But the whole time there's an intention behind it of wanting to energize and get the crystals back to the original state so they can continue helping me out on my daily life. So that's another way that we can do things of energizing crystals. So we've gone over some simple techniques, how to cleanse and clear crystals. And I suggest you do that because like I said, you never know what happens or what happened to the crystal. And you want to get it started off on the right foot for you. Um, and once you have it, you need to keep energizing it. You don't have to do it daily. I Certain crystals I actually do do on a daily basis. I have my, but I use like selenite or the salt to do that for me. And I just have a place where I lay them. And in the morning, I pick them up and, and get going. Because these are crystals I use often. Or after a healing session that may do with somebody, then I will put them on a geode or cleanse them with some sage or Palo Santo and then energize them again, cleanse and energize them. So that's just as a routine you should always do of cleansing and energizing crystals. Now, programming a crystal is completely on a different method. It's not that hard to do. It's actually quite easy. Um, but it has to do with intentional thought. I've seen people program crystals in many ways over the years, but the best way is, that I've noticed is to close your eyes, put intention in your thoughts or an affirmation in your thoughts, or even for some, praying, whichever one that you feels comfortable with you, that's what I suggest you do with the crystals. And you tell the crystals what it is that you want it to do. Now, quartz crystals is a wonderful master crystal. It has a plethora of things that it can do for you. 
I'm not going to go over everything a crystal can do for you because uh, for each person, there's something that they need. Um, most people, I would say, are going through some kind of trauma one point in their life, and that's when they get attracted to, let's say, amethyst. Amethyst is a wonderful stone for people that are going through trauma or having emotional issues at that moment. It's an emotional balancer. It has other capabilities as well. So there are different reasons why an amethyst would call. But you want to program it to do what it is that you need. If you need to um, be more emotionally balanced or to need help uh, moving on and transitioning out of a relationship or somebody has passed, so you need that comfort, um, amethyst is good for that. There are some other stones over the years that I've noticed do wonderful for that. Uh, there's a beautiful purple stone that comes from Russia, Charlotte. Charlotte has a wonderful energy for healing emotions or trauma. I find it's very soothing. And so if you program it to do that, it will work wonderful for you. My all-time favorite for emotional um, issues or to find that happiness again, is Sugalite, a beautiful purplish-black stone that comes from South Africa. It's a little harder to find, so if you find it, awesome. Um, but yeah, we have it in our, we have a few pieces in our store in, in Plainville, Connecticut. So if you're ever there, come check us out at Flipping and Stones. <laughs> There's my little push-in. But anyway... <laughs> um, yeah, the sugalite I find to be actually uh, more soothing, and it's known as the unconditional love stone. And it means unconditionally loving yourself and helping you move on through all these traumas. So if um, you happen to find it, get it. It's a wonderful stone to have. You just have to, like I said, program it so that it does what you need it to do. So you simply, with an affirmation or an intent, or praying over it, or mantra will work too. And you're just repeating the same thing, what it is that you want. So you hold it in your hand, um, or in a bowl, or wherever it is that you want to have the crystal. And you initially connect with it by doing those affirmations, intentions, and those prayers, or mantras. And it'll work for you. And then once that crystal does it, if it's for good luck, then hey, get some jade. That's really good. A citrine is also great for good luck. Uh, venturine is great for good luck. If you're looking for uh, like starting up a new business or something like that, those are great stones to have, not just on you, but maybe around you. So you might look for a larger cluster of crystals of a citrine to have near you. It's known as a very lucky stone to have. Or wear uh, jade earrings when you're doing it, or when you're looking for a little bit of luck, and uh, or starting a new. Um, connection in business so those are just little tricks but you have to put that energy into it you have to program the energy and it will continue doing that for you so long as you keep energizing and cleansing the crystals so my crystals have worked for me for a very long time um, sometimes I feel I go through a lot of crystals but sometimes it's because uh, I find that that crystal works great for me at that moment through that time 
but I also give a lot of crystals out to friends that I sense that they have a need or people that have come for a crystal healing and they need that as well. So I do give and get a lot of crystals that way. So that's why I tend to be cleansing and programming and clearing the crystals. Now, a lot of people ask me, well, which crystal should I get? Which one's going to work for me? Like I said, crystals will resonate with you. So they talk to you. <laughs> and hence the title, Crystals Talk, of this podcast. But um, yeah, they do talk with you. And if you're sensitive to them, you will know which ones are best suited for you. I can give you recommendations. That's not the problem. I can tell you which stones will do great for certain things. Um, moonstone is a wonderful stone to connect and balance yourself. If you need grounding, then some tourmaline, black tourmaline is a great protective stone for and also grounding stone. I can give you all those um, properties, but the stone has to resonate with you. What is attracting you to the stone? So I always tell people, well, go and find which one best calls you. And they're looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, just walk around the stone. And if I see them picking up a stone more than once, usually it's like three or four times. I'm like, listen, you've picked up this stone. Let's go find out what it can do for you. And 100% of the time, what they when we go over the information of that crystal or, or that stone, it's, oh my goodness, that is exactly what I've been looking for. That's what I need right now. I'm going through. And they start singing away, telling me all about their life. So all I'm telling you is be open to the idea that crystals are there. There are tools to use to help you in your daily life. They are tools to be used to help you grow personally, spiritually, mentally. Um, oh, thinking of that, that's a wonderful way to jump into this. Um, there is a stone, it's very hard to find, <laughs> that helps with, uh, I consider it the body, mind, and soul. And sometimes they do get off track, but there's, there is a reason behind this. Remember our purple stone that I said that came from South Africa, the Sugalite? Well, I was going through a gem fair, and I accident, uh, bumped into somebody that was selling a combination. It was naturally found in South Africa in a nice little vein, a small vein in South Africa. When I say vein, it's... Um, that's how crystals grow, in sections. So they're called veins. Uh, there's my teaching moment. <laughs> anyway, there's one that had a mixture of sugalite, bustamite, and richardsite. Now, it's not often that you find naturally occurring stones that have more than one uh, mineral or composition, but this one happens. And I consider immediately when I touch that stone... That was like an experience of connecting my body, my mind, and my soul together. So it's a great stone to have. I don't use it often, but when I'm meditating, that's usually one of the stones, my go-to stones, that I will meditate with to connect my body, mind, and soul. But there are many different stones, and they've been used throughout um, history. The Greeks and Romans used stone. Uh, moss agate was a popular stone for the Greeks. They used that for protection before they went out to battle. Um, the Mayans used malachite in their ceremonies. Uh, in China, they used jade. Jade was a very popular stone to show 
prosperity and joy. Um, in Africa, they use stones to help with fertility. In Europe, they've done it. Um, Stonehenge, perfect example. Stonehenge has the blue stone, which is made with it. It's actually green if you look at it, white spots, but they call it blue stone. <laughs> but anyway, stones have been used throughout history for multiple purposes for many different reasons. And we're noticing that connection to the earth and to the gifts that they give us. I've noticed now lately um, the population that's coming into our store in Plainville called Flipping and Stones. It's a younger crowd. It's now a mixture of older and younger crowds. The young, the youth nowadays are very connected and in tuned. I've noticed to the energy and the healing properties of stones. Even if you bring your little kids into the store, you'll notice they're drawn to the crystals and stones. It's it makes them happy. It brings joy into their life. And so if it works for them, hey, should work for us too. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, I just want to focus on, again, what the whole reason for this podcast is to share the knowledge that I've collected over the years with you guys and to enjoy the crystals, the gifts from the earth, and to use these wonderful tools in our daily lives to help us become more balanced um, more prepared uh, to the world, a gift to the world. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful, blessed day.